Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Canal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Hello, 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 crazy birds. I hope you guys are doing well and having a really, really awesome day wherever it is that you are listening this episode from. Today, I am really excited about this guest because I've been getting a lot of questions from you guys asking how can we like communicate our messages better? Anyone that's kind of in the sustainability field, how do you talk about these topics and what tips and tricks do I have for you guys? So I thought it well to get an expert in this field that really knows his story or his like, you know, expertise, as well as is passionate about our environment as well. So yeah, especially here in, in Australia, you know, we've got election season at this moment. So we've got so many people that want to like, you know, spread their message, spread awareness and, you know, make their voices heard. But a lot of the times they don't know how they can improve on some of those uh, tactics. So yeah, I am really, really excited to share this guest with you. So he is the founder of Master Talk. He is a public speaking coach, which has helped ambitious executives and coaches actually become the top 1% communicators in their industries. He's also got a popular YouTube channel, which is called Master Talk, with the goal of providing free access to communication tools for everyone in the world. And he is also a member of Spring Charity Water. And during this episode, we talked about the importance of communication, how we can use it to make our voices heard and raise awareness for Mama Earth. Brendan also gave us some great tips and tools that you can use to become great communicators. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Brendan Kumarasamy. Hey, it's great to be here, Mariska. Thanks so much for having me. You are most welcome. I would love to kind of know, because I know you are involved with a few like charities and things as well, but like kind of how did your sustainable journey actually start? My sustainability journey started probably when I read the book Thirst by Scott Harrison. So Scott Harrison is the CEO of Charity Water and his goal is to get every human being access to clean drinking water. And he had this quote in the book that really stuck by me. And the quote was, the goal is not to live forever, but rather create something that will. So when I read the quote, I was like, oh my God. Because at that point, I was, I was a corporate gun at a technology company. I was doing Lolio Financial. I wasn't really thinking about sustainability or the future. When I started reading that book, it really helped me rethink my priorities and how I should be spending my time. So for me, sustainability, what it looks like is really in, in the communication realm, or how can we create a sustainable impact in that area 
where every human being has access to free communication tools. They could share their ideas with the world. Like Greta Thunberg is a good example. It's because she's a great communicator that she's able to disseminate her message. But we need everybody to be just as strong as she is so that all of the great ideas in the world get shared and we create that sustainable impact that we're looking to make. That's amazing. And like here in Australia at the moment, and I mean, all crazy birds are all over the world, but particularly the ones in Australia, we've been hearing so much about elections because we've got our election this month and it's quite an important one. So if there's any of our crazy birds, Australians that can vote, please go and make it count. But like, that's why it's really so important, like I feel, you know, to have your voice, to kind of have it heard and also to have a re like the message that you want to get out there to actually get it out there. But like, I want to hear from your point of view, like, why would you say the way that we communicate is really important? You know, the way I always like to see things, Mariska, is communication is all about achieving an outcome for a specific audience. So all of us have dreams. All of us is something that we want to achieve. And communication is an amplifier of those goals. So I'll give you an example. Communication is so much more than just speaking on a stage, right? Or giving a presentation at work. It's the way that we talk to our families. It's the way that we raise money for a nonprofit. It's the way that we talk to strangers when we travel or order food at a restaurant. Because communication is every little micro interaction that we have with our life, communication helps us lead a more fulfilling life. I'll give you a funny example. Like me and my sister haven't argued in over 10 years. And the reason is because we're just great communicators. We're able to go through, you know, any issues or problems that we might have long before it becomes a big issue. So that's really the idea behind comms and white matters. But what I will add is for all of us, that reason is different. For some of us, it's to create a very specific impact in the world. Let's say with Master Talk, what you're working on, or for somebody else, it might be, I just want to have a better relationship with my family. So the question to ask that everyone should be reflecting on, Mariska, is <laughs> how would the world change if you were an exceptional communicator? How would your life change if you're an exceptional communicator? Don't just write those questions down. Really reflect on what the answer looks like for you. And that creates the incentive to actually practice it. That's so interesting. Like you don't really think about those daily conversations, whether it is conversation with your sister, your brother, your you know husband or whatever, you know, in my case. So it's really, really interesting. But can you take us like a step back? Where do we start when we want to kind of share something that we are really passionate about? Like, is there a way that we can start or do we just like blurt it out or what do we do? <laughs> so the way that I always like to think about it is definitely starts with that question. Just reflect on that. Because if we don't have motivation, we can't practice. Like we could share a bunch of tactics, but if we don't feel that burning desire in our belly to actually want to practice communication, it won't happen. So we'll start there. And then after that question, what I would say is build momentum. So the next question you need to ask yourselves is what is the easiest win that we can get with our communication skills that shows us what we can do it in the first place? And the answer is actually really simple and has nothing to do with the impact that we're trying to create in the world. Oddly enough, it is simply an exercise called the random word exercise. So the random word exercise is super simple. Pick any word, like pen, paper, tissue paper, it doesn't really matter. Create presentations out of thin air. So at the beginning, this exercise is really scary because you're looking at it and you're like, uh, how do I do this? But then after you do it 10, 15 times, it becomes much easier 
for you to communicate ideas. And what I always tell people is if you can make sense out of nonsense, you can make sense out of anything. And that's really the key is if you talk about avocados for 60 seconds, well, you talk about the impact you want to create that you're an expert in that you spend years honing on that impact becomes easier. That's number two. And then finally, number three, after we have momentum, we have motivation. The third piece to that is all about creating that practice routine and understanding the following. This is a quote by Ali Gaudet. And what he says is that if you help one person, the world will give you permission to help everyone else. So the third piece to that is start with one person and specifically choose somebody that you're comfortable serving. You know, one of the biggest pet peeves, not pet peeves, but uh, problems I've seen in the industry is a lot of people want to make a difference in the world, but they focus too much on the bigger vision versus the smallest viable audience, right? That Seth Godin talks a lot about. Who is that first like 10 people? Like when MasterTalk started, it doesn't have the subscriber count it does today. I had like five subs, but I knew those five people and I had dinner with them and then 10 became 20, 20 became 40, and then the rest was history. That's something that you kind of really have to think about because sometimes I'm someone that's guilty with that because with this whole sustainability journey and everything, you kind of hear all of this terrible things and you see all of this environmental issues that's happening. And you're just like, whoa, you know, I, I need to tell everyone and I need to get the biggest people to tell them because, you know, we need change and we need it now. So I think that sometimes, you know, can can really damper the mood if like, or, you know, if, if it doesn't happen, like you think it would happen. Why do you think some people find it hard to share some of their stories? Do you have any like advice for those like particular small wins so that people can keep that momentum just like going? Because, you know, we obviously want to try and do good <laughs> and get more people in this environmental movement. Absolutely. You're clearly asking the right questions. You clearly understand your audience well. Mariska, I love that. So how do we keep the momentum going? I'm a big fan of easy wins. I'm not going to be the person that is going to tell somebody to go, you need to tell a traumatic personal story about your life. And if you don't, you can't change the world. Absolutely not. Right. For me, it's all about what's the easiest thing that we can do to keep the momentum going. So the first question I would ask myself or the people that we're speaking to right now is which medium of communication are you the most comfortable in? Is it video? Is it in-person conversation? Is it on camera? Is it on a podcast like this one? Is it a blog? Make a list of all of the mediums, the five I just mentioned, and just rank them by order of comfortability. So what are you the most comfortable with? Like, I'll give an example with me. I suck at writing blogs. I don't write blogs. Like, it's just not my thing. But podcasts, I love because I love conversations. I love being on a stage. I love making YouTube videos, but actually, I don't actually like making YouTube videos as much as like being on stage. So notice that even I'm self-aware. So everyone's got their own thing. So I would start with what is the medium that you're the most comfortable in that you could do the most consistent? Because what I always like to say is sustainability equals consistency. If we can do something in a sustainable way that makes sense for us, we can do it consistently. Whereas if somebody told me to write a blog every day, eh, I would fail after like five days. <laughs> so, so that's really the key here is figuring out your own way of creating that impact. And this is where self-awareness becomes really important. The next piece of advice I have is start really auditing your strengths and your weaknesses. And don't be shy about being open about them. I'll give an example with me. 
but I'll just tell you my weaknesses because it's, it's obviously my strengths are communication, all that stuff. Like a lot of my big weakness, I hate editing videos. Like I don't want to do that stuff. So the first year of my YouTube channel, which is where most of my content is, and I know I want to create an impact in the world. I didn't edit a single one of those videos. I just sat in my mother's basement. I turned on a phone. This was like three years ago. And I just pressed record. Obviously, today I have a whole production team and stuff. But when I started, I was just making videos in my basement. I wasn't editing a single one. And I just saved up a bunch of money for my corporate job because I wasn't spending on anything else. And then after a year, I just hired a team to do that for me. But notice how I really understood my weakness as well. And the other piece as well is I only post once a week on that channel, not because I'm being strategic, but because I don't want to make a lot of videos. So if I was posting, like, I mean, some people on social are posting every single day, like I just can't keep up. So all is this to say is figure out, really audit, let's do kind of three steps here. So the first step is really figure out the medium of communication that you feel you could do sustainably over time. And that could just be coffee chats. Figure that out. Really spend some time understanding that. The second piece is really understand your strengths and your weaknesses as a creator, as a change maker, not to put yourself down, but to better understand and to optimize the people around you so that you can achieve the best results. And then the third one is start with a very, very small group and make sure that group is positive and supportive. What I always like to tell people, Mariska, is that a lot of the people, when we have ideas, we are always the most fragile at the beginning of an idea. Always. Like for me, I was a stupid 22-year-old kid making YouTube videos in my mother's basement on communication and public speaking. That's literally painting the picture for people. <laughs> so yes, I didn't think I had the confidence to do any of this, but those 10 people, those five people, even if it's one person, they just kept pushing me to say, hey, keep going. These videos are good. And now, now I don't need that confidence boost anymore. Oh, that's amazing. And I'm actually having this like kind of aha moment because obviously English is not my first language. So my first language is Afrikaans. So when I have to write blogs and obviously, you know, being like in this zero waste movement, I kind of felt like, you know, I have to write blogs and I have to do all of this. But if people actually see the first draft, like I don't even know if they can understand it because my spelling is really terrible. And I know that's that's something that you know, I'm working on. And that's why I try to do more like video content or actually have a podcast where I talk because then you're not going to see my spelling mistakes. And for some reason, when I talk, I use the tenses and things right. But when I write it, it's like, whoa, you know, that, that's all right. But um, yeah, so I think definitely that that really makes sense, you know, to kind of find that thing that you str- your strength is in and to build up on that. I try to write a blog at least once a month and I've miserably failed the last six months because I just feel like, ooh, <laughs> let's like not write the blog this month, you know? <laughs> And one thing that you said, Mariska, that I'd love to touch upon, and I love that was a great share, was the second language piece, right? I actually didn't know that your first language is Afrikaans. That's awesome. So I speak three languages, right? So English, French, and Tamil. And the reason I bring it up is because I sucked in my second language growing up as a kid. Because my friends, my parents had to send me to French school. They had to because I need to learn the language. I'm based in Montreal in Canada. So you need to know that language or you can't do business here. You can't get a job. Or compete anyways. Mm. But I found a strategy that 
people can easily use to speak better in their second language. It's actually really easy. So there's three steps to this. So I want to make sure we give all the tools so that people don't have an excuse. People's like, so it's easy as day. So the first step is actually whenever you have a blog or let's say a piece of content you want to write or a speech, write it in your first language. So let's say I was coaching you. I would say, actually, Mariska, do it in Afrikaans first because you understand that culture, you understand that nuance. Because the difference in your first and your second language is just culture and vocabulary. Mm. So vocabulary just means you know what the word is in Afrikaans, but you don't know what it is in English. And culture. So let's say there's a quote, like a saying, an African that makes perfect sense. When you translate to English, it makes absolutely no sense anymore. So what you do is write the whole speech in the language you're comfortable in. That's Mm. step one. Step two is translate that language, that that speech you just wrote, that's perfect because it's your first language, into the language you need to speak in it, which in your case would be English. Mm. Translate into. And then the third step is, and the reason this content doesn't exist before is because I, I think I'm the only speech coach, one of the few who speaks multiple languages. That's why I get the nuance. And then the step three is do a vocabulary test. So vocabulary test simply means that you take your speech and you present it to people whose native language is the one you want to speak it in. So let's run an example here. Let's say you have a big keynote in English that you have to give in Perth in Australia. And you're practicing in it. Let's say you just got started with English, which isn't the case. Obviously, English is great. But, but let's say it wasn't. So you would translate it to English. And then you would come to, let's say, a native speaker like me. And you would present it because my first language is English. And then I listen to you speak. And I would say, oh, Mariska, I would change these two things. Because what you say here in Afrikaans, when you translate it to English, it actually doesn't make sense. So we fix all of those words mm-hmm. so that you're perfect on stage. Easy peasy. That's all you oh, have to wow. do. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I'm definitely going to take that advice. I'm just not sure how great my Afrikaans would be to write a speech in (laughs) because I haven't like spoken like full on Afrikaans. Like me and my husband speak Afrikaans at home. But when it comes to like a work environment, I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) So, yeah, it's kind of both ways for me. But yeah, oh, that's that's really amazing. And How would you say, Brendan, can we actually communicate and really share those ideas to have like, you know, a bigger impact? What is some of those little key advices that you can give from that? I would say out of all of the mediums of communication, you need to figure out which one do you feel you're going to, you can win massively in if you are consistent. Because remember at the end of the day, and we all know this, but I'll reemphasize it. If you want to make a tangible impact in the world, you need to be willing to focus on one single problem for five to 10 years. You need to be willing to do that so that you spend enough time understanding the problem, the specific solution you're trying to provide in the environments or any other social impact you're trying to create. Like I, even if I'm 25 currently, I've been in the communication game for like six, seven years now. So I started really young and that's still my focus today. So I'm not like trying to make egg rolls or start a bakery, right? Nothing wrong with any of those things, but I'm really razor focused. So when I started my social media journey or just creating content and sharing it with people, I really spend time being honest with myself. Okay, when I look at all the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, blogs, podcasting, YouTube channels, I realized that out of all of the platforms, there's one platform that I knew my ideas would get heard over the long term, and that was 100% YouTube. And the reason is super simple for me and for all of us that answer is different. The reason is super simple, Mariska. Number one, video content is 
very easy to share. And a lot of the video content in my space, honestly, isn't that great. So I just watched a bunch of other YouTube videos and I was like, nah, I can do better than this. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the best way to speak is to watch somebody else speak, right? So even if there's podcasts on communication that, that are great, I've guessed on many of them, they're great. But at the end of the day, like people want to see your face. People want to see you do the facial expressions. So do, doing video just makes absolute sense. And the third reason I chose YouTube was because it's the only platform besides blogs and podcasting where your content lives forever. Like I have videos that I created three years ago that are still creating momentum today for me and creating exposure. But for all of us, that answer is going to be different. But I'd say the most important thing, Mariska, there's three things. So the first thing is understand your competition. Just go read what other people are doing in your space and really be honest with yourself. If I did this for three to five years, would I have a unique edge over everyone else? And what would that edge be? That's the first thing. The second one is sustainability. If I stay on this platform for three to five years, do I see myself creating content without missing a week? without missing two, because consistency is the biggest problem. And if the answer is yes, do it. And if the answer is no, make it a hobby. Just do it sometimes. But And then the third piece is go all in on one platform. This is the most important thing. The biggest mistake that people make when sharing their ideas is they go half in on like five different platforms. They start posting on Instagram. They start creating a blog, they start doing podcasts, start giving speeches. Uh-uh. Go all in on one platform first and win in that platform. So for me, I spent years studying YouTube, taking all the courses, buying all the programs, literally understanding every nuance of YouTube until I knew more about that platform than anyone else in my niche. And then when I mastered it, now my YouTube channel's you know autopilot, now it's growing pretty quickly. Now I can focus on the next thing. So I invest in programs for LinkedIn or the next thing I want to go on. But the key here is you need to win in one platform. So that way you put all your attention there. It's sustainable. You're not stressed out. And you're really trying to create a great product for one of those platforms. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's some great some great advice. And I might get some tips uh, from you at some point from my YouTube channel, which I need to be a bit more consistent on. You've mentioned previously like a few of the exercises, you know, like the random word exercise, but is there um, some other exercises that you can like kind of, you know, give our crazy birds to like help them to communicate better? Absolutely happy to. So first one, definitely random word exercise. Just do that five days. No, not even five days, five minutes a day. And you'll have done the exercise over a thousand times if you do it for a year. So it's a really good exercise. Actually, if you do it for seven months every day, you'll have done it more than a thousand times. It's just most people don't spend the five minutes, right? So start doing that. That would be my recommend. Second exercise I recommend is make a list, especially for those of you who are trying to get better with video presentations, like just presenting on video. Let me give you the easiest solution that doesn't require you to even post on social. It's super easy. Make a list of five people that you really appreciate. It could be your mom, it could be a friend, it could be a client of yours, a podcast guest, right? Or send a video to Mariska, whatever you prefer. And write one thing that you appreciate about that person next to each of the names. So five names, one thing you appreciate. And then all you have to do is open your dang phone and send a 30-second video message to each of those five people. Saying, hey, Mariska, I just want to say I really appreciate all the hard work staying up so late to be on this podcast episode with me. You're the best. I love your energy. I love your enthusiasm for the work that you're doing. When was the last time we received a video message like that? And for most of us, it's never. 
So brain somebody's day. Because once you understand the impact of video and people are, some people are crying when people do this stuff. They're like, oh my God, it means so much to me. Boom. Then you get really excited about video. That's exercise number two. It doesn't take a million years, five minutes. That's it. And then the third exercise I'd recommend is called question drills. So whenever we have a vision for the world, Mariska, and we want to share that, naturally, we're going to have obstacles. People are going to ask us questions. Hey, why did you start this podcast? Why is this? What is this about? Why is this important? So question drills allows you to defend the impact you're trying to create in the world. So all you have to do is super simple. Every day when you wake up, think of one question, not 10, one question that you feel somebody's going to ask you about your idea. That's it brainstorm a question and brainstorm an answer. The reason I'm able to quickly answer questions is not because Brendan is special, is because Brendan has done the question drill exercise. People have asked me a lot of these questions before. That's why when I get on a podcast and you ask me something about communication, I don't go, uh, like, I don't know. No, I'm able to quickly answer because I did the question drill exercise. Oh, and here I thought, you know, I was giving you all these great questions you've never Which had before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, I'm definitely going to try it. So some of our crazy birds might get some videos, who knows? But yeah, when, like, kind of when we want to start, you know, sharing stuff, like where do we actually start when we want to share a story or something that we're passionate about? Because I feel a lot of the times there's so much that I can talk about. I mean, you know, I can tell our crazy birds exactly how to recycle and, you know, show them all of these things. But where, where do I start? I would say just creating content, content with no context is completely fine. Like for me, when I started, I wasn't really sure what I was doing. Honestly, people can go watch my first videos. Like they suck. Like I was just a kid and, and I keep them up for a reason. So people can see that journey. But what I would say, Mariska, is as we expand our vision, as we create more content, like Gary Vee talks about quantity versus quality. I completely agree with that as well. As you create more content, you actually start to figure out who's resonating with your stuff and who isn't. I'll give an example with me and my content. I realized really quickly that the people who really resonate with my content are generally people whose second language is English because they have that burning desire to be great communicators because they're, they're competing against people who their, fir their first language is English. So those people are actually most of the individuals who watch Master Talk. But I didn't know that going into it. I didn't really think about that. I didn't really understand that. So what I did instead, I just created content and then I saw who showed up. And you don't need a million people to show up. A million people don't show up for my stuff yet. And when you have like five people show up, just go up to them and ask them a simple question. Why did you show up? And it's such a simple truth. It's just nobody does it. Is have dinner with the people you want to serve. Simple. Have dinner, like actual dinner. I don't mean like virtual dinner. I don't mean video message. I mean like literally sit down with them. You need dumplings with them and just ask them questions. What do you want to see out of this content? What do you care? Don't guess. Sure, you can guess for the first 15 days. But let's say, for example, right, the, the, the content you're creating zero waste, all you have to do is go to your zero waste community and go, what challenges do you have right now? What's, what's a piece of content that you're really looking for? The how to present in a second language as an example to that, Mariska, is somebody actually asked me that question and I didn't know the answer to it. Somebody said, how do you present in a second language? I was like, I don't think anyone's created content around that. 
good idea. And then somebody else came up to me and said, hey, why don't you do like a breakdown of like every famous speaker in the world? And I'm like, huh, that's like a good idea. I probably should have thought of that one. And then somebody else gave me an idea. But the difference between me and everyone else is I just ask more questions. I don't like guess. I don't like write a lottery ticket and go, what's Mariska looking for? No, I just go, Mariska, you know your audience better than me. Ask me the questions and then I'll just answer them. That's it. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. What advice would you give, you know, our crazy birds as well that might have some obstacles that we might face, whether it is actually speaking in front of other people at our office, you know, trying to spread awareness or even making a video or posting on social, you know, you might not have all the skills like, you know, from the get go, like kind of what, what advice can you give? Yeah, I would say the easiest thing for someone who's getting started, like step one, I would really reflect on the question, how would the world change if you were an exceptional communicator? Like, let's imagine a world where you didn't have that fear, where you didn't have that anxiety, where you didn't have that stress. What impact would you build to create in the world? Really start to reflect on that. Because a lot of communication is muttered with anxiety, with stress, with all of this negativity. Whereas the way I see it is, wait a second, we dream about our vacations. We dream about the expensive cars we want to buy and the stuff we want to get. Why don't we dream about our communication skills? So let's start to dream a little bit about that. Then the second recommendation, I would say the easiest thing people can do is find somebody else who wants the same result as you. Just find somebody else, like uh, some, somebody in, the, in this community or some friend of yours and pair up with them. I'll give you the perfect example. So, so it's concrete. When I started Master Talk, I honestly thought, Mariska, it was a stupid idea. I honestly did. I mean, I was 22. Like most people who create communication videos are PhDs in the subject. Like one of my buddies, he's like 50 years old. He has like 300,000 subscribers. He's more than double my age. And I only became friends with him because of the whole YouTube stuff. But the, the reason I bring that person up is because I had a lot of insecurity when I started posting videos. So why did I do it anyways? Right? I did it because I realized that there was a lot of people who are much younger than me, 15-year-old girls, 16-year-old boys, who are really, really, really smart but didn't have somebody to rely on for communication, didn't have a role model. They couldn't afford a coach. And I was the only person they could relate to because I was young. So instead of seeing it as a negative thing, I started seeing it as a positive thing. Wait a second. I'm the only person they can relate to. And that gave me a lot of motivation to keep going. And this is another thing that one of my coach told me about is every why always starts with the who. So start figuring out the who. Who is the who behind your why? Who is the person that you really want to see impacted by the work that you get to do every day and start with that person. And then the third piece is just create content for each other. Don't worry about a million people. Trust me, a million people aren't watching your stuff and a million people definitely aren't watching mine. Start with the person, the one person, like literally make a list of those people. Make a list of one name that you feel you can help and just start helping that person. We need to be in action. If we're not in that action, we're not in the momentum, we're not in the doing. I'm sure when you started your podcast, you didn't go like, oh yeah, like this is what the vision is and I'm going to produce 276,766 episodes. I'm going to stop. Like, no, you just started it and you messed up a lot like I did. And then eventually you're like, oh, I'm actually pretty good at this. Let me just keep doing this. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And oh my gosh, we've covered quite a lot. (laughs) 
But yeah, I just want to kind of bring it back. Like, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, we kind of talked about the quote that you mentioned from the founder of uh, Spring Charity Water. And you are also a member of them. So I wanted to kind of give you the opportunity to just like tell us a little bit more about what is it that they do and like kind of what do you do with them as well? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Scott Harrison's an incredible guy. Great, great executive. And and the reason I, I bring up Charity Water always in conversations, first of all, people should definitely read the book. There's by Scott Harrison. I have, I have two copies of the book in the back of, of my drawer there just to remind me it's the most important book that I've read. And the reason I always like to talk about Charity Water is because it answers this deep burning question that I always like to ask people. And the question is never, what problem are you the most passionate to solve? I think that's a great question, but there's another more important pressing question we need to ask ourselves. And the question is, what is the world's easiest problem to solve? Oh, it's not a question people ask. Yeah. Out of all the problems in the world, some of them are really hard. Some of them are really easy. Like for me, I honestly think communication is an easy problem to solve. For me, not for other people. That's why I'm so passionate. I know I can solve in my lifetime for everybody. That's why I'm always on podcasts. I'm always doing all these things. But the water crisis is also the same thing because 10% of the world doesn't have access to water. But let's focus on the positive. 90% of the world has access to water. That means we know how to figure it out. It's not like we need to spend dollars on research and development. It's uh, no, no, no. We have the solution. It just needs funding. It just needs a placement. So yeah, I highly recommend uh, charity water. I, I spend most of my philanthropic time and my money into into what they're doing because they're just doing a great job. They've already solved two percent of the whole problem, which is like wow. insane. Well done. Well, thanks so much for that. So, Brendan, what has been one of your most important decisions that you've made around Mama Earth? I would say shifting my time. Right, realizing that time is the most important resource, and I wasn't spending that time in a in a proactive way. Like when I was in corporate, every hour I used to spend was in a meeting that wasn't really going to serve a lot of people. Whereas now I'm really spending that hour having conversations like this and really impacting people's lives and really speaking into people. So that's probably the biggest, most important decision I've made for the earth is transitioning my time to impact more lives. Oh, I love that. And now we are moving into our final five. First one is, what is one social media account or publication that you follow? Social media account and publication that I follow. Lewis Howes' School of Greatness. I'm a big fan of his podcast. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? Uh, That we become less divisive as a human race. If we all learn to communicate more effectively, all the problems that we'd have would probably disappear. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to actually help out Mama Earth? Take action, stay in movement. The people who actually make an impact in the world are crazy enough to think that they can. So I would encourage all of you to take that first step in the same way me and Mariska did. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? It's not really a fact. I think it's more of a quote by Pope Francis. And, and the quote by Pope Francis is, once we realize that it only takes one person to create hope in the world, we can come to the conclusion that we can be that one person. I love that. And where can people actually find you, Brendan? Two ways. First one is YouTube. Go to Master Talk, one word, type it in the search engine, you'll find me. And if you're interested in coaching, join one of my free communication trainings over Zoom. We do that every few weeks. 
And you could register for that at rockstarcommunicator.com. Oh, awesome. And I am definitely going to link it all up in our show notes as well. So our crazy birds can get hold of you. Thank you so much. You've been an amazing guest. I just love the work that you do and to help other people so that they can communicate better and that we can spread more awareness through our communication. Likewise. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you for our amazing guest for being on the podcast and for sharing their journey with us. You can find the show notes of this episode on the mamaearthtalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast. If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, you can go back to a few of them. You will absolutely love them. I really enjoyed recording every single one of them and I really hope that you enjoy listening to them. There's over a hundred episodes so if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next, maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there. If you enjoy the episodes, why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them. Let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms and they are all very welcome to join the Crazy Birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best way to get in contact with me would probably be a DM on Instagram. You can either send it to my personal, which is at Zero Waste Mariska, or the podcast, which is at Mama Earth Talk, or send me an email at hello at mamaearthtalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every second Monday. So make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.